listening to The Atomic Geeks, a podcast covering movies, TV, comic books, video games, and everything in between. So geeky. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of The Atomic Geeks. I'm your host this week, Andrew Bloom, and I'm calling from my basement in London. I'm drinking a Scots Pine Ale. It comes from this crazy thing that I got at Christmas with a whole bunch of weird ancient Scottish beers. It tastes like dust. Let's see who else we have around the podcast. Oh, hello, Internet, and Happy New Year. It's your pal Christian from the town of Oakville in my basement podcasting with a gigantic 950 milliliter can of Steeler Union made beer. I don't know if it's an ale or a lager, but it's a big fucking can and I'm working on this one and getting ready for number two. Woohoo! Podcasting. Happy New Year. Oh, my God. i got to follow that bullshit up. Uh, hello, Internet. Hello, Atomic Geeks. Mike Downs here. Uh, I'm wearing high tops, rugby pants, a concert T-shirt, and a jean jacket with a back patch, and I'm ready to fucking party. Um, I'm drinking – it's a Canadian light, I guess, but it's uh, a 10th Legion Ale brewed by my buddy – my good buddy – Todd down in Nova Scotia. Thanks for singing, uh, sending me four liters of beer, buddy. And hey, 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 folks. It's Michael DiGiovanni. I'm in the big city of Toronto. And once again, I'm podcasting under the influence, folks, because I'm drinking a Fuller's ESB. That, what that does the ESB good. stand for? Extra that's Special that's Bitter. Special. And it's oh. tasty. Oh, I thought it would be like extra special beer, but I guess extra special bitter is all right. <laughs> you don't know what you're drinking at all, so he, why don't you shut the an, fuck up? This is an ECB. Extra listen, beat beer. Hey, man, listen, on the side of the can, as I said before, it's union made, so it's got to be good for something. Oh like God. unions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I was hoping that someone would pick up on my... Scott's Pine Ale. Oh, I'm know. sorry. But D- I don't know, DJ, if you saw those, they had these four packs of ancient Scottish beer. And my, my, I guess my grandmother and my mother both feel that I'm an alcoholic because they both bought it for me. Uh, <laughs> Wait, hold on a second, though. Let's just rewind just a little bit here. Am yeah. I am I correct in the assumption that you're upset that we didn't make fun of you? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so used to it by now to get chirped. That Gee, if I don't get it, I feel a little lonely. Why didn't they make fun of my beer? I thought it was pretty crappy. Talk to me, guys. Oh. Hey, remember Pine's Pine Tree? It's beer made out of trees. <laughs> well, Andrew, uh, Christian pretty much generally targets my stuff, so I think yours was said so long ago that it yeah. was out of sight, out of mind. And also he has a very short memory. This, yes. ste- this Steeler beer is not good for the short memory, for crying out loud. Big what are- head, small brain. What are we doing again? What What am I doing with this headset on? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> oh, welcome back, everyone. We're uh, first podcast of 2011. Is this episode 97? That is correct. Wow, that was correct, a total sir. guess. I'm, I'm going to say that is correct. <laughs> I don't remember. I can it. verify that, folks. 97. <laughs> that is fan. Fantastic. So we got an awesome episode tonight, uh, but before we do that, let's see if anyone has any geek news. Geek news. <sighs> geek news. 
Uh, I have a bit of geek news. Mike Downs reporting. Um, this is a little bit older, and, and probably people know about this, but in case you don't, have you seen this article about Phoenix Jones? This is this guy who's a real superhero out in Seattle. Tell me you guys have seen this. I saw this. I was actually on the uh, front page of Yahoo over the last few days. So, yeah, it's he's uh, a real-life superhero modeled almost like in the vein of kick-ass, and he's going out and stopping robberies in Seattle. Yeah, did I, did I, is this the, the, the gist of this uh, piece of news? Is this the guy that stopped the carjacking, apparently, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's done. He's done a bunch of stuff. He goes out, and you know, he's gotten beat up. He's, uh, but he and and there's a picture of him. I don't know uh, where I saw it was Geekology, and this was from a couple of few days ago, January fifth. He's there with a cop. You know, he's with some guys. And what, what it, the, I think the funniest thing is, not only is there a guy who really does this, but there's a whole group of them. Have you have, and have you heard some of their names of all all of his buddies and their little? Well, it doesn't. Uh, Phoenix Jones and the Rain City superhero movement. Well, there's not just a group. There's like a friggin' website, isn't there, that sells like tells all of these friggin' jackasses from like all over the planet. Yeah, actually, I was at work today, and a couple guys were we were all look, pouring over this because there's this who's who, and that's a comic reference there of like this website that Christian you must be talking about. I don't know if it's like the the real life superhero registry or something like that, and it gives a picture and bio, literally explaining their quote unquote origin stories of each of these guys. Like I was reading Thanatos, the I believe the superhero's name is from Vancouver. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> is he part of Alpha Flight? <laughs> <laughs> That's but yeah, awesome. it's pretty cr- and some of their costumes are pretty well done. Yeah, you know, I've read about these guys, and no offense, I mean, uh, God bless their sense of justice for crying out loud, but I mean, a lot of these guys kind of, although some of them say they go out there and fight crime with sticks and stuff like that, a lot of these guys are kind of like reporting, like putting money in meters or like uh, going to classes and speaking or friggin', you know, stopping bad road construction. I don't know, but I mean, (laughs) kind of like outside of the entire realm of like, comic book superhero antics excuse me those people are still heroes okay <laughs> parking is super a major unique. problem in some cities well there's a guy in britain like and, and the guys would get boots uh like the those freaking uh, locks attached to the wheels and he would actually go out there with like a, a some kind of tool to disable them wherever he could find them in a costume i mean if you get a chance we'll post the the link to the to one of these things in our fantastic forums these costumes i gotta say like, they're impressive on some of these guys. Like, I can't almost believe that it's even real. But are they fighting in them or just, like, I mean, going out in these things or just getting their ass kicked in them? Like, I just... Well, they're going to get their asses kicked. I mean, I, that was my the first thought I had when I saw this. I'm like, a lot of these people are going to get hurt very badly, and we're <laughs> going to hear a death notice very soon as well. But I don't know. I don't know how legitimate this is. Well, I, I, don't, I, I just don't think that... Our reality is acclimated to uh, friggin' dudes and friggin' chicks walking around in skin-tight costumes telling us, stay away from that fire and don't rob that bank. I guess that's <laughs> it. We have to get used to it over time. Well, the only, t- only time I want a woman telling me to do anything and head-to-toe leather, it-, it better be like 2 in the morning, and we better be about 11 drinks deep into it, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, and she better be your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were talking about a different reality. You said oh, we're, oh we're in Mike Downs' world, I forgot. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>
That's, I mean, it's, it's pretty fucking, I mean, the fact that, I mean, yeah, some of them I think are, but this guy, this Phoenix Jones dude, he's like actually, you know, been involved in some shit by the look of things. But right? that's his like, name, Phoenix Jones? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he's, he's a built black dude. Like he's not Mike Downs, some skinny white guy, right? Like this guy has a bit of muscles. Yeah, but no, but I'm still getting over the name though for crying out loud. Phoenix Jones? That's I mean, awesome. Why couldn't? No, no, it's not awesome. Why couldn't he just call himself the Phoenix for crying out? Like, why does he have to have a surname? No way. For he's out fucking. Out? He's a brother. Phoenix Jones is a great a little black exploitation. Uh, yeah. If you take a, if you take a look at him, you know he's got this cape and this hat. I mean, I, I, I I'm digging his whole fucking thing. Oh, he's he, got a hat. Well, that's totally different <laughs> for crying out. Keep in saying. mind too, Christian. He wants to be relatable to the everyday man. <laughs> that's why he adds Jones to the end of his name. Yeah, he's just like me. <laughs> That's right. That's like when the Falcon first started out. He's also known as Falcon Wilson. And only <laughs> over time did he actually change it to the Falcon. <laughs> he, he dropped the Wilson eventually. Captain America Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Batman Johnson. That's right. Hello, I'm a Superman Kirschenbaum. Glad pleased to meet you. <laughs> Funny. All right. Um, does anyone have any other geek news? Well, seeing as how we're right back into it, into a brand new year... Let's do some more geek news. I've got some right here. And there was quite the flame war happening inside the comic book industry. Yes, that is correct. And this all stemmed from Mr. Alan Moore, who is the creator of Watchmen and From Hell and all those other great comic books. Well, apparently, according to BleedingCool.com, he was offered the rights to Watchmen back. And as the story goes, he was basically told that there was going to be a prequel and sequel that DC Comics was going to do to the Watchmen. And as Mr. Moore was uh, told, he was promised that these were going to be handled by, using air quotes here, folks, top flight talent. Well, Alan Moore's reaction to this, folks, was what you'd expect. He wasn't very impressed. In fact, he took a shot at the industry saying, there really isn't any top-flight talent working. Here's what Alan Moore had to say. He said, if they've got these top-flight industry creators, could they not come out with an idea of their own? Why is DC Comics trying to exploit a comic book I wrote 25 years ago if they've got anything? They must have one creator within the entire American industry that could do the equivalent of what I did 25 years ago. Well, one Mr. Jason Aaron, he's a writer who works on a comic book called Scalped that Christian's mentioned before, and uh, Wolverine currently for Marvel Comics, he had a bit of a retort, and it went as follows. Go fuck yourself, Alan Moore. As a fan, I'd just rather not support someone who is blatantly insulting myself and my friends. So, guys, I just want to say this. Whose side are you on? Do you think Jason Aaron, this new uh, uh, comic creator, is right in uh, in his retort to Alan Moore? Or is Alan Moore being kind of uh, accurate here? Uh, can he, can I say he's being both? He's being a bit of a dick. Like, it, he's calling people out by saying, well, I did that 25 years ago. You can't do anything. But at the same time, should they really be trying to add a prequel and a sequel to The Watchmen? Like, I think that's kind of stepping on, you know, sacred ground a little bit. 
Well, technically, they've kind of already done it. Apparently, with there's a there was a video game that was uh, apparently a prequel to the Watchmen, and, and I think it was apparently it was based on some Alan Moore's writing. But I mean, as far as as Alan Moore's statement goes. I, I, you know, I can't. I don't like the way he's done it. I don't like the way he slanders a nation of creators. But I can't say that he's absolutely wrong. For Christ's sakes, I mean, you've got a nation of creators that should have their own original ideas. And you know, again, DC milking that twenty-five-year-old comic book. Well, I mean, it's he's definitely right about that. You know, the fact that they're going back to the well on The Watchmen is a business decision. And I'm sorry, Alan Moore, but, uh, you know, fuck you a little bit. You know what I mean? Because we're not saying that there's no other great properties out there. This is just a fucking business decision that this thing has been uh, amazing. And almost anything that's been this big. What, what else would you say that, that never has been uh, uh, had a prequel or a sequel to? That's just the way the business is. So you know what? Yeah, fuck you, Alan Moore. You know, I was going to go a little bit inside what he's saying, but you know what? No. Like, um, no. I, I totally agree with what that other guy's saying. Fuck that. I, I mean, I, if, if this guy's a young guy, I think it's, my, I guess my problem is it's probably a little bit disrespectful is the biggest thing, but it's 25 years old. Fuck you. It's about time I had a prequel or a sequel. It's a huge fucking property. It's a business decision. I'm on the side of the young guy, the new guy. So you're on the side of big business. Um, well, it's not something that I, but it's a business decision. It's capitalism. It's the way the world fucking runs. In a, in a hippie communist world where Alan Moore, uh, you know, could do whatever he wanted, there wouldn't be a fucking you know, prequel. I'm sequel. really surprised. I'm really surprised by a response by that. You know, I would think that if anybody, you would respect the fact that that was a friggin', it's a very special property that can exist on its own in its entirety and does not need to be besmirched by the second guessing of other creators to do prequels and sequels to it, especially since it's 25 years old. Not going to happen. No, not I know it's not going to happen, but I'm just talking about out of respect and, and acknowledgement of the great property that it is. My, my thought is this about uh, Mr. Jason Aaron, who in himself is a, you know, a pretty good writer. I mean, Scalped uh, is published by Vertigo Comics, but I think Mr. Aaron has largely misinterpreted what Alan Moore has said. And I'm going to disagree with Downs here. I think what Alan Moore in his own quaint little way is trying to do is a call to arms here, folks. He's trying to let people know that it's like, hey, we should be creating new stuff. I think I agree with that. I mean, this is a a piece. We're still glomming to shit that is 25 years old. Uh, Why can't these writers go out and do new and exciting work? Maybe the way he said it didn't have the most tact, but I think that was slightly facetious somewhat. I think Mr. Jason Aaron needs to kind of learn a little respect here, man. This is Alan Moore. The reason you're working at Vertigo Comics is because of him. If it wasn't for Swamp Thing, there would not be a Vertigo Comics. Arguably, Neil Gaiman put uh, Vertigo Comics on the map. But Alan Moore is the reason writers like you are getting the chance to write things like fucking scalped. So I would say, obviously, he didn't choose maybe the best of words to say this, but I got to agree with Christian and with Alan Moore here. I think it's preposterous that a, a work like Watchmen would even be suggested for a prequel. And there is no sequel to Watchmen, guys. That story's done. So 
I don't know. I, I, I'm, a, I'm actually surprised, Downs, you would take that stance because well, that's like saying, you know, oh, there should be a part six, seven, and eight to the, uh, the Godfather or a part that, four. That, five, and that six, is going to fucking happen. Part three of the Godfather is, is exactly that. So what do you mean? Uh, you know what I mean? That is, but the it's not exactly that in. because it's not exactly that because Francis Ford Coppola made that film. You're at, you're talking about them taking that, the that, work that, of Watchmen. That, it has nothing to do with the book that was written by the guy that's supposed to be the sequel to it. It was a business decision. Mario Puzo or whatever. Yeah. There, there is a book that, that has nothing to do with what God, the Godfather 3 is. And they just made that up. It's just the same thing. It wasn't anything like the original. Uh, I'm just saying the business decisions like that happen all the fucking time. Jaws 4, 5, and 6. Star Wars episodes 1, 2, and 3. All that shit is in, and, and that's just the way, that's the world we live in, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I, that's going to happen. And I, I, I want to admit, hey, I want to say, I said I thought what Buddy said was disrespectful. I said that. You know, I mean, but at the same fucking time, you know, like you can't fucking insult and say that nothing like the preacher has ever been done that is amazing. He's saying that nothing since he's done that is amazing and all that. That's not, you know, and that's not the reality. And if you say he's doing a call to arms, uh, you know, but there's other shit that's going on that's good that, that, uh, you know, is, is successful. It's just the the company is saying, let's go back and make more money off this. It's not like the other shit isn't happening. The vertical shit's still going on. They're just mm-hmm. saying, we want more money. That's greedy business. It has nothing to do with anything else more than it's a business decision to make more money. And that's what they're in at, for the end of the, at the end of the day. I'm struggling with this because Alan Moore sounded like a dick while saying it. But sometimes some people could say Alan Moore is allowed to be a dick. Yeah, but you because know, Alan Moore, Alan, Alan Moore is a dick. We all know he's a dick. You know what I mean? Fucking all these freaking top end creators are all fucking dicks for crying out. John Burns a dick. You know, I mean, they're all great creators, but they're also in part and parcel. They're all fucking dicks. This uh, episode brought to you by dicks. <laughs> all right. Well, so we stand sort of divided on that one, but without you know wasting too much time i say maybe we get on to tonight's topic tonight episode 97 the atomic geeks are going to put something together for the future geeks of the world the atomic geeks are going to build a time capsule we're going to bury this time capsule underneath of course the atomic geeks layer you know along with our rotting corpses future uh future uh geeks can find it there we're all going to be buried together? Yeah, it's really weird. I don't understand. It was in our contract. Oh. It was. I, I, you didn't see it in the fine print, Christian. Yeah. We I kind of learned to read it. those things. Yeah. It was when we signed the deal with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we're so famous. I figure, you know, we should try to limit our space to something somewhat reasonable, although we don't know what that is yet. And since the tag layer is only so big. You know, it is huge, but it's only so big. We have to try to limit the amount of items that go into this time capsule. <laughs> so we'll limit it to things that are only super awesome. Yes, so the, we'll, layer, the layer is so huge, but the ground underneath it is so small. It's so small in comparison. <laughs> so so and, and another thing I want to say, um, time capsule, it's too, it's too much to say. Let's just throw in all things that are geeks. So let's try to focus our energies tonight to the 1980s. You might remember a few years back when we were all a little bit younger and more handsome, the 1980s. Now, the other thing I want to say and preface, because I don't want any of this shit coming up later, let's also assume that we include anything that's required to watch or play or use whatever we put in there. So if you throw in a Blu-ray, well, that won't be from the 80s. If you throw in a VHS, you've got a VHS player 
in there with a television. Okay? Let's just assume that. So people are going to be in the time capsule looking at this stuff? No. When you open it later in, like, 2262, when we decide that it gets opened, uh, because we've been buried for so long and everyone forgot about the Atomic Geeks, they open it up. Inside is all this stuff because I don't want people complaining and saying we don't have, we can't watch it. It's just a VHS tape. Or maybe it's beta. As long as our corpses are underneath the time capsule, because I hate for them to desecrate our graves in order to get to the time capsule. That might be fun. Okay, one thing thing I will start with, we'll go around first and ask everyone to throw in the one thing for sure that they have from the 80s that has to be in the time capsule, that they want to make sure is in this thing. And then we'll kind of roll with it after that. Uh, Let's start with... um, Mr. Downs, why don't you tell me something that you absolutely have to put in that time capsule? Okay, so uh, here's the space concern, uh, as you mentioned. You know, I definitely, the one thing that I think we need, uh, or these people need to have, is a stand-up arcade video game, um, you know, of some sort. I'm open to what the game is, but uh, an integral part of the 80s to me was standing up at an arcade with a joystick and mashing buttons and playing video games like that, so that needs to be in there. I agree. What was the karate one again? Karate one? With the two two joysticks, Kung Fu Master? Karate champ. You're not going to put goddamn karate champ in there. I will. This is... If this is supposed to be a representation of the 80s, and I've, I'm, I'm on, on the downs train on this friggin' submission, it's got to be something iconic, i.e. I. the Donkey Kong or the Pac-Man. What year was Pac-Man? 82 or 81 or something like that? Within yeah. the 80s. Pretty early in the 80s. Okay, well, that's... I would think. That well, I would sense. say Donkey Kong, because that, that uses a joystick and a jump button. Well, what, what, I, my preference would this would for this to be some sort of um, a 1001 cabinet, as a matter of fact, you know, yeah, so but that... They, they didn't have MAME cabinets in the 80s. Uh, not not MAME, not MAME. They have fucking at least four-in-one machines, and I'm, I'm, well, let's not get uh, stuck on details. I, I just, I'd, I'd like to have... Come on, Space Invaders? you got to have Space Invaders. But I think we have to assume... Like we can't if we're building an '80s time capsule, don't we assume that we're building it in the '80s? Because you yes. know we've got the, we have the uh, time travel machine. Are you gonna fucking? Built. Are we gonna make this a fucking technicality of what or decide what game? Yes. I, 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 oh, I think that it should be representative of the time that the time capsule is made in the '80s, and it should respect that time as such. Well, that only makes sense. That's like saying we're going to take a, a beta tape movie of Avatar. Like, you know, it's no, like, but we're like, we're not making an 80s time capsule in 2011. You know what I mean? Yes. We're, we're pretending we're, we're way back in time in the 80s making this. That's what that's. Shit. Yes. Yeah. That's I thought I've, that was I've assumed. grown out. I've grown out my mullet. I'm wearing my leather pants. I got leg warmers on. I got some K-Way and uh, root sweater. <laughs> so we so we like fell through a shaft, and there's an arcade cabinet. And so what is the game that's on that? Yeah, you can keep your shaft. Wouldn't it be Pac- Wouldn't it be Pac-Man? Or does but everyone that, in yeah. know about that? I think it's something that's indicative, regardless of the people know about it. It's capturing a, a, a moment. And Pac-Man, let's be honest, was the biggest video game of its time. I mean, regardless of our thoughts of it now, right. during the 80s, that represented... Those stand-up arcade games and just video gaming in the eighties. And let's, should... pre- let's preface this by saying that by including Pac-Man in the time capsule, it, it basically uh, negates any other Pac-Man-related merchandise or items. 
<laughs> yes, but we should throw in a, a copy of Miss Pac-Man video game just to confuse them because they'd be like, what do they have, these two games? And they're well, exactly the same. Well, and maybe Pac-Man cereal. Maybe we should have a whole Pac-Man section. What of did I just say? I no, said no, no. Well, that's why I'm getting that in there because you said no to that. And besides um, the fact, Pac- Miss Pac-Man is not the same as Pac-Man. There's a wider variety of a wider variety of mazes in Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> yes, and she is much more attractive. Now she is selling a, me on Miss Pac-Man here. Maybe we should have Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there were cabinets in the '80s that had Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man on it. Whoa, whoa! In. You just blew my mind. Because I was going to go for the Tandy TRS-80, uh, the home computer. Would, no, no, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I thought, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we all thought, I thought about, you know, are we, are we, or an Atari, but for me, me, it was stand-up arcade games. Those are, that was the 80s for my experience of what the 80s was. I think that's a great choice. Uh, I'm on board with you on that. But are we saying then because we've got the stand-up arcade thing, we cannot put any other no. gaming device that, in the thing that, we have i don't to. think that's right no what, what do you mean like the, what, what about nintendo no no, okay, no that's what i mean i think a nintendo should be the, in there as well yeah okay. like you've got legend of zelda 1986 bitches i mean the 80s is when the nintendo entertainment system basically came you know came to fruition so to speak i, yeah, I, I, I think was, I, was, I didn't have a nintendo well, I, but I mean, let's think of the eighties, like that classic, the square little g- game pad. That thing is iconic of the eighties. I, I think that came out in 1985. I mean, it, I think we'd be fools. I tell you fools if we didn't put a Nintendo, the original Nintendo inside this sucker. Yeah, I, I guess we have to with the light gun so we can, duck can play duck hunt in the future. Yeah. Duck hunt. Yeah, that fucking dog still What's needs to get some play in the future. <laughs> no, and that we had that pad. We did have one of those. What was the pad you ran on and jumped on? We had that thing. That was the loser pad. Fucking <laughs> 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 okay, assholes to me. All right, We'll definitely have to throw in duck hunt game. It's good. What? Did we so we, did we make a decision here? Are we put? Is it Pac Man for the arcade game? You is need it a, you need a stand up quarter eaten machine? I well, which one was it? It's got to be Pac Man. Okay, I so agree. Yeah. So it's yeah. Pac Man, and we're throwing in a Nintendo in there as well with Duck Hunt. <laughs> I I figure Mario will be so popular by that he might. Well, you know. well the Nintendo Entertainment System came with uh, Duck Hunt and the friggin' Super Mario Brothers. Well, uh, yeah, if, you, if you have Super Mario Brothers from then, by 2,262, there might be Super Mario Brothers 4. Because <laughs> they just keep I'll, on re-releasing it. And my descendants will likely be playing it. <laughs> <laughs> Look exactly like you, just huge mustaches and a spacesuit. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wears spacesuits in the future. Yeah, you're gonna have the that. silver suit with the big V, no jeans, and the boots. Calvin Klein's like, what the fuck happened? Uh, Mr. DiGiovanni, what do you have to throw in there? I know we kind of jumped all over the place. What do you got to get in there? Um, well, I think that is a good representation of video gaming, at least for me. But I gotta, I gotta go to movies here because you know, let me, let's be honest when you look back to the decade of the 80s holy shit did they a lot of great fucking movies i know i was a child of the 80s and grew up there but that list is impressive but if we're th- we got to have in this motherfucker we gotta have the empire strikes back on laser disc this thing needs to be in this uh, for, uh the time capsule for 
Sure. I mean, when you like, there's a lot of other great movies that came out, but for me, Empire was the movie. I mean, obviously, it still holds up there in my, you know, in the 2011. But for the 80s, come on. Well, yes, with the, Snow Walk, with those freaking Adat Walkers in their original stop motion format. Well, uh, I mean. So we're putting one movie in for all the 80s? Well, that's, well, no, no, we're not. Oh, that's my movie. choice. He's just suggesting that one. But I mean, I understand Star Wars, the first movie from 1977, but you need to include it as a trilogy, don't you? The people no, just I can't think, pick up from no But then you're breaking the rules of the capsule. Star you're, Wars did not come out in the 80s. Oh, can't, can't, no, can't, I was thinking a whole library of movies. Well, I mean, we can do that. The man. Terminator? His, his question was, what was the one thing I would like to put in more movies? I mean, shit, look, Aeroplane, Back to the Future, yeah, Die Hard, Ghostbusters. Yeah. But we can't put in a point. The purpose of a time capsule is we can't put in everything we like. We, we have to put in a big VHS library is what I'm thinking, the best hundred uh, movies of the 80s. That's right. Well, I'm and not, a, and we're a, not going to sit and list the best hundred movies of the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's the purpose of a time capsule. We can't put in every movie. I think you have to put in... The iconic ones. I mean, I get it that we loved a lot of movies there, but I think this has to just be snippets and uh, glimpses of this great decade. This, this is a tough one. I think this is where the decision comes in, and I think that's what makes it harder is not picking everything. Because, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark, like you said, Christian's favorite on Golden Pond, uh, Cannonball Run. Joe. Oh. E.T. Like, e. there's a lot yeah. of great movies. Like, so I, I don't know. I don't know how. I did not know we were gonna. I mean, I, I can't choose one movie. That it's not true. one. It can't be one movie, but it needs to be a smaller selection. Like maybe yeah, like it, from each year. Yeah, I don't think it can be a library because that's kind of defeating the purpose of a time capsule, isn't it? Would be, it would it? be like, easy if you broke it down simply. Like if you said, "All right, Ghostbusters, Gremlins, Karate Kid, or Splash. Which one wins out?" Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. That's 1984. Yeah. There you go. So, so, it's, so maybe, maybe it would have to be ten movies. I, you'd have to say, I'm just, just, uh, I mean, I'm not trying to poo-poo your choice, DJ, but I just think you'd have to almost go, uh, you know, pick a movie from every year, almost ten movies. Well, I'm, a, I'm fine with that. Andrew told me to start okay. with my one thing. Yeah, that's what we're, that's what we're okay. starting but with. Ba- not, this is not the end. But of- based on that premise, though, okay, here's a conundrum for you. In the year 1980, which movie gets put into the time capsule? Raging Bull or Airplane? Airplane. 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 This is the Atomic Geeks. Yeah. This is our time capsule. Good, good. I'm just, okay, making, but- I'm just making sure the precedent's set here. But you're saying, well, what about Airplane versus Superman 2 versus Empire Strikes Back? Not possible. That is a very difficult one. There. But those are all different years, aren't they? No, 1980. Oh. And are, are you serious? Too. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. This is oh. going to be a big clunky box of VHS tapes is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all it No, was. I'm saying you got to have a laser disc in there, too, dude. Well, yeah, sure, sure, laser disc, yeah. Yeah, and a lazy boy and a, and a bowl of popcorn. I, don't, I mean, not every movie came out on laser. Yeah, there were Christian. like fifty laser discs total, I think, that were ever made. And Christian, just for everyone and for your sake, they don't have to get into the time capsule to enjoy this stuff. They could open it and take it out. And a nice coat of paint. Oh, God. So, do, are we like? Does anyone have if a you list? Chose, if you chose out of those, I have a list of movie top grossing movies of every year of the eighties. 
Well, well we, we, can, we can't say by year because what did, with the last three you just said all have all those three. Well, up. no, I think we got to choose, man. Oh. We got to choose. What? Well, if we're going to pick ten movies, let's let Andrew take us through the list, and we have to just come to a consensus by year. I think Fine. that's fun. Okay, here's nineteen eighty. Start with nineteen eighty. Okay, nineteen eighty. Here's the hard part because there's sequels: The Empire Strikes Back, Superman two, Nine to Five with Dolly Parton. That we can throw out right now. Oh. Stir Crazy with Richard Pryor and Gene oh, Wilder. Hilarious movie. We bad. We bad. Uh, Airplane. Coal Miner's Daughter. Goodbye. Okay, we can stop there. <laughs> okay, I pick I uh, pick Superman 2. I got to pick Airplane, maybe. Oh, my God. That, Over Empire? That only well, I don't know, man. It, Empire. I mean, I want Empire, but now Andrew's selling me on it that it's the sequel. I mean, Airplane I for me. Can we? We can't include Star Wars the first movie because it's from seventy seven. If we're going to be this strict, yeah, that's a good point. But Empire, I, on it, you don't need to see. Oh my god! Yeah, you do. You think you need to see Star you, Wars you to, do. to get Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, you kind of do. Yeah, Luke discovers the most shocking revelation. But then, of but, then but then, but what about Superman two? And we're seeing airplane over the over. Well, okay, I'll argue this: Superman world- two can be watched on its own. Superman yeah. 2 could be watched on its own. But the argument think? I'm trying to make, though, is that the world needs laughter. Oh, God. <laughs> we need laughter on this show. That's why we're going to kick you off. Well, okay, so what's our choice for 1980? Okay, I'm voting for Airplane. I'm voting for Superman 2. Over Empire Strikes Back? Well, I think the Empire Strikes Back needs the first Star Wars. I don't think Superman 2 needs Superman 1. I've watched Airplane a hundred more fucking times than I have Empire. What's, what do you say, Downs? Uh, if we've already shot down Empire, I'll have to say Airplane. I gotta say Airplane if we've shot down Empire. That's what makes it Airplane. Okay, anyone go. Wait a second. Let a man write stuff down, jeez. Um, okay. Next we will talk about, don't try to waste time. Next we'll talk about 1981. (laughs) This one may or may not be. 1981, a young man. (laughs) Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Porkies. Oh, stripes, I like these. Cannonball Run, Time Bandits. Oh, God. And Chariots of Fire. Okay, dude, I, this, there cannot be an argument that this has to be Raiders of the Lost Ark. It has Star. to be Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, it has to be Raiders as much as I would love to vote for Cannonball Run, crying out loud. Yes, Raiders Porky, of the Lost Ark. Porkies, the Canadians. No, uh, come on, man. We've no, already but got not, but not, but no, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a good it's, year. It's for Raiders. Comedy, it's but... Raiders. No, of course. I'm just trying to show people of the future that we liked boobies back then. <laughs> we liked boobies. Airplane has that set of boobs. That's true. We got it. Move on. This podcast can't be put in the time capsule. It isn't happened in 1980. 1982. <laughs> E.T. Tootsie. Rocky Three. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Oh. Poltergeist, mm. 48 Hours, or <laughs> Annie. E.T. E.T. Yeah. Rock, Rocky 3. <laughs> Andrew, you're the deciding vote. Rocky 3 is a huge 80s movie. Shut the fuck up. So I'm not denying that it is, for Christ's sakes. It's a More sequel. cultural impact than E.T.? Fuck E.T. I watched that recently. It sucked. Does not. Does so. Yeah, they but, play Dungeons and Dragons in that friggin' movie. That's a record of the time. Saying, I gotta say E.T. I gotta All say right, E.T. next year. It was gonna be Tootsie or E.T. <laughs> okay. Uh, 1983, I don't know if this one's as hard. Return of the Jedi. Um, Terms of Endearment. 
Flashdance, Trading Spaces, War Games, Octopussy, Risky Business, or Mr. Mom. Oh, wait, and Staying Alive. Trading Places. Risky Business. Rick, risky Business. I say Staying Alive. I'm going to go with Risky Business. Really? Yes. That's a great movie. Staying Alive is a sequel. And it's awful. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. But it has that opening scene where he's walking. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So what, what do we have? Risky Business Risky in that business. one? Risky Business. a great movie. That's the one. That that scene with the fucking, when he's dancing in his underpants, that's fucking iconic. Yes. Apparently, and the one where they're doing like. it on the subway, awesome. Anyway, move on. Okay. Like I said before, 1984, a tough year. Ghostbusters. Mm. Beverly Hills Cop. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Gremlins, The Karate Kid, Police Academy, Footloose, Romancing the Stone, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, and Splash. And The Terminator. The Terminator came out that year? 84. It wasn't one of the top grossing. That's why I don't have it on here. Anyway, Terminator is in there, too. They're, they're well, that, that nullifies the whole list, as a matter of fact, because we might have stuff that's not in top grossing now because it's fucking 20 That's years true, ago. but that's all I got, man. I oh. may have to say Ghostbusters, man. I just thinking I think that something. Yeah, something, yeah. I w- well, I, I would go with I would go with that as well. Yeah, but the Terminator that was a great fucking movie. It was they an okay just, movie, but they would just make fun of our special effects. Of course, they wouldn't Ghostbusters too, wouldn't they? But Ghostbusters was so synonymous so, with the eighties, man. It was massive. Yeah. That fi- that fucking song and everything. It was I think, huge. I agree, and I think when you're putting together a time capsule, you're trying to capture the culture at that time more than just a good movie. Because let's be honest, T2 is far superior to Terminator. Terminator was good. Mm. T2 is the movie that we all think of when we think of Terminator. That that would be a, 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 was it a friggin' in the 90s, I guess, right? Yeah. Friggin' time capsule, friggin' like negate the friggin' sequel rule to put that in. Because that movie from fucking top to bottom was goddamn awesome. And and one of the one of the examples of where a sequel tops the uh, original, as a matter of fact, tops it fucking buries it. Yeah. Okay, so it has to be Ghostbusters, then I guess. All right, we got Ghostbusters, nineteen eighty five. This could be very easy for most people. Yeah. Um, Rocky Four, Cocoon, <laughs> Goonies, Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gut. Everyone loves Steve Gutenberg. Goonies, Spies Like Us, very funny movie. Uh, Back to the Future. Okay, there we go. The future. Yes, spies like us. Come on, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) I got some coffee. (laughs) Didn't Back to the Future just release like the the 25th anniversary? Yeah. Yes, with additional Eric Stoltz. Well, I think they did it in a time capsule as well. (laughs) You're a time capsule. Next. So they'll put me in. 1986. This is not a race, Christian. Um, Top Gun. Crocodile Dundee, Platoon, Star Trek IV, The Voyage, Voyage Home, Aliens, <laughs> Golden Child. <laughs> and, and I like that movie. I have it on DVD. So like, uh, 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 I want the knife. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, Ooh. These are some tough ones because my head immediately goes... To Aliens, because that's in my top. Oh, three Aliens films. is one of those. Yeah, yeah aliens, top three the, film of all time. Oh, and also, <laughs> let me throw in Back to School. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, Back to School. Oh, oh Jesus! Because my 
My head went right to freaking Crocodile Dundee, to be totally honest. No, you know what? My, see, I loved my that my heart wants to go with Aliens, but I start thinking if we want to really capture the 80s, I have a hard time not saying Top Gun. Ooh, if you want to capture the 80s, especially from a youth perspective, Ferris I'm surprised you wouldn't go off. for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Well, that, I, I was going to say, I mean, I, I'm, I would have said definitely Top Gun, but Ferris Bueller, when you said at the end, that's hard. Everyone knows that movie. That is, I mean, no, you, that's you, you put that on, you put that on, anyone will watch that movie. Yeah, I would go with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, needless to say, I would love to say Crocodile Dundee because it, it opened up a world to a new frontier. But I mean, uh, let's. But that frontier is Australia for anyone. And, and not, not Star Trek. Maggot. Shout out to AJ Maggot there. Not Star Trek, but that's right, Australia. The, no, it? it's so funny that we're picking Ferris Bueller's Day Off over Platoon. Yeah, but Platoon, it's like, uh, I'm in Vietnam. I hate it. But I hope I don't die. Anyway, movie's over. <laughs> that's a, isn't that what Ferris Bueller's Day Off is too? Ah, I'm in America. Pretty close. Same script. It's a couple of tweaks here and there. I believe that's the actual IMDb like synopsis of Platoon. <laughs> if you read it, it's exactly what Christian just said. This place sucks. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to spell blue as well. Uh, 1987. Getting more into the jokey jokes here, I think. Uh, Three Men and a Baby was the top grossing movie in 1987. Fatal Attraction. Beverly Hills Cop 2, Good Morning Vietnam, Moonstruck, The Untouchables, Lethal Weapon, and Downs' favorite, Dirty Dancing. Huh. It's a tie to me, uh, for me, between Lethal Weapon and Fatal Attraction. Uh, Fatal Attraction is based on the example of a friggin' movie genre that was friggin' exploited to the tits from years to come after that. But Lethal yeah. Weapon is, an, is a good example of... Of of your typical friggin' like balls out crazy guy action movie. Now was that Lethal Weapon one or two? That's Lethal Weapon one versus oh, so, uh, Gary with Gary Busey's oh, in it. That's the buddy that really almost defined maybe also with Forty Eight Hours the cop buddy movie, which was that's a staple of too. the eighties. So I would uh, Lethal Weapon one is hard to not put in on our list. I have a big, I have a, I, I had a, a big uh, one for Good Morning Vietnam. That was a oh. popular movie. Obviously, no, that movie it, was shit. I mean, no offense. Huh? This is an example of the two faces of friggin' Robin Williams. The movies where he's good in and he doesn't do fucking stand up bullshit. But the and the is, other movies where he just basically goes, "Look at me, I'm making funny voices." Blah blah blah. Yeah, but the the point is, is that was at the beginning of his career when he first did it, which when it was funny, and then he did it again and again and again and again and again and, again and made it just boring. Yeah, so like we want to. People of the future won't even know who Robin Williams hey, is. Hey, we want to see where all the boredom started, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> You're so angry. Yeah. All right, what do you say, Downs? I guess it's going to have to be Lethal Weapon, although, you know, if there are any ladies who listen to the podcast, they would probably say Dirty Dancing. Well, for, Dirty Dancing was a pretty big. Although it didn't really earn that much. But, but I mean, I, like, I, I, I remember being a kid, literally. Here's a little fucking guilty. Uh, confession not pleasure but I, I remember they brought that movie home we watched it once we watched it again immediately right after and i don't think i've ever hardly ever and done that in my that life. was you by yourself wearing a tutu. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I tell you awesome. right, i tell you right now the fucking the movie dirty dancing does not need a fucking time capsule for christ's sakes that movie lives on from one freaking generation of freaking chick to in, another in christian's heart i've got two copies in my freaking house right now <laughs> I, I, 
No one Blue put Ray Swayze in a corner. Blu-ray in a special edition. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, it, ha- it has to be Lethal Weapon, you know, if it's our right. uh, thing, obviously. Uh, Wait, what well, did we pick sense. for 1985 again? Uh, uh, Listen uh, to the podcast. You'll hear <laughs> Yeah, come on. Back to the future. I, I, oh, forget it then. I was going to say Commando came out. Stay with us here. For crying Shut out. up. Uh, 1988 top grossing movies. Let's pick one. Let's try to make this quick for the audience. Uh, oh, now we're trying to speed it up. What do you pick? No. Uh, Rain Man, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Coming to America, Big, mm. Twins, mm. Die Hard, oh. The Naked Gun, oh. and Cocktail. Oh, wait. Oliver and Company. Oh, well, there's a game changer now. Uh, you know, as much as I love a lot on that list, especially the late, great Leslie Nielsen's Naked Gun, I got to go with Die Hard here, folks. That created a new genre of action movie. I'm I'm with you on that. Big was obviously a great movie, too. That, that, that's, that's, I, I was going to say, I mean, we've already got Leslie covered with the airplane, so we don't have to worry about the naked gun so much, right? So it comes down to Die Hard, as you mentioned, DJ, but big, that piano scene, I mean, that's pretty quintessential 80s. I don't know if I can ignore that. I don't know. I mean, I hear Die Hard, I hear Big, and those are both two movies that like are in my heart. But then I hear Roger Rabbit, and no offense, though, uh, this is an example of uh, quintessent, like really cutting-edge uh, techno- like uh, special effects at the time, and also it's a compilation of animated characters from different friggin' production companies in one movie. No, no. <laughs> After all that was a pretty damn good sell job, though. It was. That's, that's it was. Good point, though. I want to watch Roger Rabbit again. Almost. I don't know. I'd go. I'd probably say Die Hard as well. There's. That's a tougher one because obviously Naked Gun. Great. If it was Naked Gun two, that would uh, probably win. So Die Hard goes in the capsule. Uh, I'm gonna go with Oliver and Company and fuck you all. All right. Good. Yeah. My, my only question is if we have too much, you know, action. Uh, you know what I mean? But uh, uh, well, I mean, Lethal Weapon and Die Hard are, are though they're both action movies. They are kind of synonymous, like different in their own theme, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I guess Die Hard over Big. I guess. I mean, in terms of my, I, I'd rather watch Die Hard. So fuck yeah. <laughs> all right. 1989, we're coming to the end. This is our last pick. Uh, Batman, mm. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon 2, mm-hmm. Look Who's Talking. I mean, that's mm-hmm. got my vote right now. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, mm-hmm. Back to the Future Part 2, Ghostbusters Part 2, mm-hmm. um, Little Mermaid, Driving Miss Daisy and Parenthood are also there, but I didn't think I needed to mention those. Well, is this as easy as I think it is? I'm Batman. I think it's got to be Batman. That shit was a phenomena at the yeah. time. And, I mean, this is the Atomic Geeks podcast, so what are we thinking? I'm, I'm sorry, Miss Daisy. So, yeah, fucking Batman for sure. Yeah. Yep. I'm with that. That's, with that's, that. A super, that's a superhero movie that was kind of done sort of right. Yeah, back when everything else was wrong. Mm-hmm. So I think that makes sense. There's our list of movies instead of going through. Well, we got one for each decade instead of having a complete library. I think it's a little bit better that way. Uh, Christian, we left you out. What, what's your one thing that you want to throw in the time capsule, mofo? Uh, Teddy Ruxpin. Are you serious? No. Okay. Uh, Cabbage Patch Kid. 
Are you serious? Are you serious? No. Um, I think that uh, we should at least have one of those uh, eight-hour-long friggin' videotapes that has basically a selection of uh, 80s television uh, on it for uh, people to watch in the future. How many hours? Well, I don't know. One of those friggin' eight-hour tapes. So that's what's uh, like, like, I don't know, 16 sitcoms or friggin' four dramas and eight sitcoms or something like that. So, so now, Christian, is that the VHS setting on LP? <laughs> that's EP. No, EP. EP. Oh, EP. Long... Right, that's right. right. That's right. you got to record on EP. <laughs> you remember that. That's funny. So now we have Did to you... go through uh, all the shows that got to be on this Sunday. <laughs> I, what? I, I've made a shortened list of shows that I would put on this. It could probably be a couple VHS things with commercials in, involved as well, I hope. Yes, commercials are included. That's a very good point. That Whatever kinda, they are. That kind of does it for you. But... Do I want to go through this, or do we want to... Why don't we just all go around and select, like, two shows each? Like, so go once around, one show, one show, and then once around, one show, one show. Why don't you just take control, Mr. Control? And now for Atomic Picks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, why don't you start with some shows, fool? Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Magnum P.I. Dukes of Hazard. I would say the A-Team. That's pretty good. I'd say ALF. Alf. Okay. Uh, okay. Now I, I'm getting into sitcom territory. And let's, let's see here. Blah blah blah. Let's see here. I think I'm going to go with different strokes. Family ties. Um, I would have to say Cheers. Oh, that's I a love good that one. Show. You got to have that one in there. Well, if we're going with that, we go the Cosby Show. Too much family shit on here already. All right, fucking Knight Rider. Mm, I was right. going to say Knight Rider. That was Ooh. my third choice, but I went with Family Ties. You know what would be good, too? Because there, there seemed to be a lot, like, Moonlighting would be an excellent one. I think, you know what, for the 80s, I think we got to throw on there, not something I ever watch, but basically those primetime soap operas you don't see anymore. you got to put a, a, a Dynasty or a Dallas in there. You no. have to have that Dallas. was big at the time. <laughs> you have to have Dallas. Oh, yeah, yes. that JR shit's got to be in there, man. Dallas. Okay, so let's say Dallas. All right. What about The Simpsons? It started in the 80s. Yeah, but it still exists now. For all we know, it could be fucking existed when they opened up the goddamn time capsule. Ah, The Simpsons. <laughs> That's how they talk in the future. It's really weird. Uh, Night Court and Perfect Strangers. What about those guys? No. Rise and fall. Um, I like Night Court. Wonder Years was also another popular one. I thought I just yeah, Wonder Years was a show that represented a time that does not represent the time capsule. That's true. But uh, but we're talking no cartoons, hey? Or... Oh, I thought cartoons would be a separate category on their separate own. Separate tape. Okay, all right. Yeah. Separate tape. Yeah, that, that kind of ends that tape that we have there. So well, I wasn't allowed to include Cosby Show, so we're an all-white supremacy tape that we're sending out? No, there's a B.A. Baracus is a black guy on the 18th. That's true. And uh, uh, Mr. Drummond has adopted two black children in different strokes, so I think we're pretty good. Which and is, Alf pretty is a Mel Mackian. Yeah, yes. and I'm pretty sure Mallory on Family Ties dated a Hispanic guy once. And uh, Night Rider, yeah. and Night Rider is a sentient uh, automobile, so that is another demographic. And the that car is cover. black. The car is black. So. <laughs> oh, you can a little Twenty One Jump Street too, because I'm sure Johnny Depp in that year will still look just as young as he did then. Hello. Whatever you sit, you keep your friggin' daydreams so to yourself, there, homo. <laughs> I, it, was, it was an attempt at a joke. Yeah, yeah, good attempt. I, there. I bet it was closet case. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <still> so <laughs> moving on. Um, 
I guess it's my turn. I was going to say we should throw uh, David Hasselhoff in the time capsule. Uh, no, we're not going with that. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually, it, it's kind of it's my one thing that I was going to throw in was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, yeah, that you don't have anything so else on your list. <laughs> that's, that's it. I had I had a whole bunch of. TV, movies, and video games, and we've just covered all of them. Andrew's list. One, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, that's about enough for today. Two. (laughs) Well, I'm all ready for the podcast. Teddy rocking his knuckles. (laughs) What about toys, man? That's what I was going to say. We need some toys in this son bitch. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we need some music. We need some '80s fucking hair bands. So. Yeah, I didn't. I was gonna. I was going through all the music and everything like that, but we don't really cover music that much. Do we have to, are we throwing in? Well, okay, you know what? Well, another thing on my list is a CD. That's uh, fucking for damn sure. You know what? Then I'm very comfortable with the fact of letting Downs take care of the music choices for the time capsule. I'm not. He's going to throw in Rat and Motley (laughs) Crue. Whatever. Well, that's probably. Motley Crue, for sure. Poison, Motley Motley Crue. Guns and Roses. Come on, man. We got it. You can't have an 80s uh, time capsule and not put. Thriller in it for fuck's sake! Oh yeah, I mean, you, you'd have to have a mixed CD of like I don't know some Duran Duran, Cyndi Lauper, Michael Jackson, some hair bands, Bon Jovi. Yeah. Oh, I I totally agree. I, I was going to say Duran Duran and things that you guys said, like Corey Hart. <laughs> Who said Corey Hart? <laughs> what? We didn't say that. Uh, what? And what about so E-Man dreamy. toys? We 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 didn't get on. Well, I guess we're talking about. Music right now. Do you have any other music downs that you want to throw in your magic ninety-minute tape? <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be a CD. What am I talking about? It's it's a, t- a double-sided ninety-minute. Actually, uh, they had one hundred and twenty. Memorex had a hundred and twenty-minute tape. Mm, I think. That's true. Okay, it so. got stretched out. But um, you know, I this was a mixtape I made over at my friend's house, and I actually talked in between the songs on a little microphone. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's it. I don't know. I have anything else off the top of my head. That's what I always remember about piracy back in the 80s because we would be recording music using our cassette tape off the radio and every song would always have that like four or five second, the, the fucking disc jockey fucking talking or something on the like, beginning of the song. You just called that piracy? That's, that's barely piracy. For it was sakes. piracy in the 80s. That's what yeah. that shit was. Um, it totally was. And so was taping a movie on your, on your uh, VCR. Come on. No, but piracy. Well, you have to understand when the tape came out, that was the big concern all the record companies had. So, what? No, you can. They were all this now and share it with your friends. They're all concerned that you'd use your double cassette player to tape an entire album onto another cassette, not from the fucking radio. It's still technically piracy, though. You're taking a song instead of fucking buying it. Yeah, but you're not selling somebody, hey, I got to the friggin' Hungry Like the Wolf, but it's got the friggin' commercial for the muffler bleeding into it, but you can have it for I, That's why bucks. I'm saying it was a poor attempt at piracy, but it's still ripping music when you yeah. don't pay for it. Yeah, that, and, 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 and I, I, I that ultimately, this is where we go back to our discussion is, I oh, don't think any, that is wrong. <laughs> uh, going back to recording shit off the radio, it's broadcast. If I yes. have a thing, it just, I can hear it and record it. That's, that's life, man. I'm not yeah, saying it was the greatest example of piracy. I'm saying it was an <laughs> 80s antiquated piracy. No, yeah, but exactly, yeah. And that's the same difference as doing MP3s. I totally agree with you. And uh-huh. I don't agree. I don't think either but of them are wrong. But you know what, Downs? I think you'd be proud of D. Giovanni for, like, laying the foundations for the revolution. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, 
I think I think it is it, it is completely different. I don't know. Like you just see Downs as a little kid with his shirt on, like fuck the man, you know, while he's taping all this stuff. But I, they were generally concerned about it. Every song would start. You'd hear like, no, Duran Duran coming in. You'd be like, oh, sorry about that. I taped the guy's voice. You couldn't. It was unavoidable. You'd have to explain it to everyone. Oh, it's off the radio. Every one of my big country songs would always have some guy talking over it. <laughs> They're one hit named yeah. after their band, Big Country. That's, that's it's good easy marketing. songwriting, man. That's good marketing. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, man, things stay with you. <laughs> In a lover's bar. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Reinforcing that brand. So, anyways, so, about that time capsule. Oh, uh, yeah, we're uh, a little off the side there. Um, someone mentioned toys before. Obviously, if I'm going to throw in toys, Star Wars action figures, huge. Um, back then, you got to throw in, you got to have your Chewbacca in there. You got to have at least, you know, the core members of the Star Wars troop. To me, it's He-Man. like I, He-Man, yeah. I got to throw some He-Man in this for sure. If we had to pick one, I'd maybe say battle damage He-Man, where his chest plate would spin and show one <laughs> battle damage and then two. But or we could put a whole mess of them in there. But He Man's got to be there, and I'm surprised, Andrew, you didn't say GI Joe. I, w- I was. Well, that would be mine. Would be GI Joe. Yeah, I was a big GI Joe nerd growing up. I love that shit. But I also had a lot of Star Wars and stuff. Toys are so. I mean, obviously, talking about the '80s, this is our generation of toys. So we had all that stuff, or we remember owning all that stuff. That's why I'd be like, you know, Downs's collection of She-Ra and Rainbow Bright. He'd probably want to throw in there. Yep. The, the pogo balls. Do you remember those? <laughs> what, what were pogo balls again? Pogo balls was like a pogo stick. However, without a stick, it was just like one of those dodgeballs pushed together with a saucer around it that you put your feet on. And you jump around like a freak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, hardly get that. any bounce at all. Like you could jump higher with your own feet. It was a complete waste of time, but we all loved it. You know, uh, I t- when we're actually thinking of other toys, because I know you, we, G.I. Joe, Star Wars, uh, He-Man, one of the things that I think needs to be represented in the 80s, and I'm about to make a couple of our listeners, and I think one of the people on this podcast pretty happy, we got to have some WWF wrestling in this in this thing. It's got to show up, because wrestling was massive in the 80s, guys. This The whole Hulk Hogan shit, I was thinking we got to have, at the very least, either some wrestling action figures or the Pile Driver wrestling album. <laughs> I don't know why you said that. That doesn't make me happy at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you need the um, the big like rubber ones, and we need like a Hibbler yeah. Gym one, I think. Yeah, you need what you need is or a, a selection of the figures, and you need the ring. Well, but oh yeah, you I had, had the that ring. shit. I when had the did, ring, and it was awesome, man. You mentioned that album. When did, was that? The eighties or nineties? No, that I'm was the eighties. American. You used to listen to that shit all the time. Be like, I'm Canadian. I'm Canadian. I'm not American. No, but don't you remember the, the wrestling album? When they put that thing out, they did that. Uh, what was the big song where they all sang in it? Land of a Thousand a Dances. A Land of a Thousand Dances. I remember every kid at my elementary school knew that one. You got to talk like the Sheik. <laughs> like that whole fucking song, man. Like that, that was huge, man. Like so, I think we would be remiss not to include WWF wrestling in some form in this time capsule. Absolutely. I agree. Um, so, what else? We've talked movies, TV, music, toys, cartoons, 
Cartoons, Christian. Cartoons. Mm. What? Well, what what do you have for cartoons? What do you want? Oh, I mean, well, it's 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 kind of a tough choice. I mean, not, not actually, it's not a tough choice. Uh, there's got to be Transformers, and it has to be Thundercats on there. I gotta say, I, I need to see Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends or the Super Friends. One of those superhero cartoons have to be in this. Yes, I agree. Yeah, Super Friends, I would say for sure. Um, you know, no He-Man. I think we gotta have He-Man. And the G.I. Joe cartoon. And the, there's a G.I.G. G.I. Joe. And, I mean, there's X-Men cartoon from the 80s, too. Yeah, I don't know. I was never that crazy about that freaking X-Men cartoon. I liked it. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> I liked um, it. Inspector Gadget or Voltron? Well, Voltron, for sure. If I okay. did not like Inspector Gadget. I did. You know what? I really wasn't a fan because he's such a bumbling idiot. And he always penny and... The brain always had to solve it every time. That drove me wow. nuts. So you basically hate one of the freaking primary themes of cartoondom of all time. Yeah, pretty much. Don't like. You it. know, I hate my cartoons when my characters are bumbling. <laughs> and that damn Penny and her fucking iPad always running around and solving everything. <laughs> that fucking that dog is brain. That was the world's first iPad. Pretty much. No. That's what she was using. Yeah. So wait a minute. So with this, I see. I looked at this a little differently. Are we doing like? Just videotapes of cartoons and stuff. I thought, like, you know, in videotapes of TV and all that. It like, seems I thought to be kind of where we're going. With we're this. just throwing we a bunch of. Like, I thought if the, we had to figure out, re, you know, things representative of the '80s, maybe we had to find creative ways. You know, maybe we have a T-shirt of fucking, you know, one of these cartoons. You know what I mean, or something like. Maybe yeah. we put Mr. T cereal in it you know if we want to do the you know representative of that's, that like instead of because all we do is have a bunch of vhs tapes in this fucking that's way too creative Wink. and we have a pac-man stand-up arcade machine <laughs> yeah oh, everything is else is videotaped this is all they did was thank you them. i'm the one who did the homework properly you know we that's should right. throw in one of those um zach morrison phone cell phones too <laughs> yeah yeah oh really and we need a cell phone and we need a commodore 64 i totally forgot that's what but I a was giant saying. cell phone, and we need a Rubik's cube. A Rubik's yes. cube, yes. Oh. And um, what else was it? Well, you need like yeah, high you... tops. Well, wouldn't you also throw in like a record player? Didn't we use? No, I guess we didn't listen to records. Your pants. Were big. Oh yeah, MC Hammer. We can just throw him in there. It's how like let's just remember how big is this uh, this time capsule? <laughs> it's pretty the big. Size We're of a city throw... bus, right? Yeah, yeah. The refrigerator. Bag of laundry over there. <laughs> the refrigerator Perry's going in. Try this on. <laughs> all of the uh, 1984 Chicago Bears. <laughs> what? <laughs> what about comic books? Um, uh, yeah, no one cares. No, I'm just <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm Crisis kidding. of Infinity Earths, all 12 issues, floppies. Infinite? Throw it in there. Yeah, that's got to be in there. Chuck it in the bus. It's, it's in the bus. <laughs> Is there anything now? Apparently, this whole weight and size restriction hasn't been a concern because we just throw everything in. But what? It's a large capsule. It's a bunch. I mean, it's a big capsule. It's we're gonna put downs in there anyways. It's uh, come on. And let's fill it with gasoline. <laughs> I was gonna say either rat tails or feathered hair, and you'd get both of them with me at certain point in times in the eighties, so I could go on the bus. And some acid wash jeans. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'll be wearing those. Was there anything else that was popular, like any beers or drinks or new like Coke tab? New Coke was that the eighties? That was the eighties, man. New Coke has to be in there. 
Yeah. Right. That was a big scam, eh? Yeah, but it's so, it's it just it's, fell it's, off. So it the 80s, things. though. Was Crystal Pepsi uh, 80s? No. Tab? No. That was the 80s, wasn't it? Your tab. The Burger Wars? The Burger Wars are still going. That the no, those Burger King wars lost, are man. unending. It's like the loss of <laughs> lives is stunning. Maybe we could have a transcript of the news reports of the Burger Wars included in the time capsule. It's too it's it's too heartbreaking. Dude. Said by that little old lady who said, "Where's the beef? The bloodshed." We need the Ketchup where's the everywhere. beef lady in this. Throw her corpse in it. That's right. Throw throw Clara Peller's skeleton in the time capsule. Right? Did you know her name? That's why I'm part of this podcast. Yeah, thank you. Because he knows the name of old women. Maybe we maybe we should throw in the Golden Girls as well and have you name all of them. Can you name name all of them? I can. Betty White. Yes. Um. Rue McClanahan. Fuck. What? Is that the old one? Actually, no, the oldest one is the one I'm having trouble with right now. B. Arthur. Yes, it's the last one. It's a little friggin' oldie that I, I Who technically was not the oldest of the actresses. She was just made to look older. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. She, was, she was one of the younger ones. She was only 27 when she made that. She <laughs> <laughs> partied like a biker. That's right. Didn't she? How did she die again? She overdosed on E at a rave? <laughs> at a giant rave with Brody Jenner. <laughs> I was going to say she, she overdosed on Eric Estrada. They buried her in her tube top. <laughs> what, what about, does anything Elvira, was she 80s? She started, Movie Macabre started in the 80s, but she's still going, man. No, yeah, but DJ Vanny, your answer to that would be, are you talking about Elvira is timeless? Yes. <laughs> she's still, Movie Macabre is back on the air now. Yeah, I mean, she, she wasn't popular then. It was, she didn't get popular in the 90s or whatever. It was just that... That's when she was cutting her teeth, cutting her nipples. That's, that's what we're, yeah, that's what we're thinking about, her teeth. <laughs> DJ, that's what DJ was thinking about every Friday night when he was watching the show. Wow, look at her teeth. Look at her teeth. That's right. <laughs> all She's right. popular, all right, in his pants. Do you want me to go? Let me go through the list of items that we have jam-packed into our time capsule and see if there's anything that we missed. Yes. Uh We'll start in the far right-hand corner. If you walk in, the Pac-Man stand-up video game. Beside that, Nintendo with a selection of, of games. We didn't really get into it, but it's definitely going to have uh, Tecmo Bowl and Zelda and uh, uh, Mario. Hunt. Duck Hunt, Duck Hunt in there as well because that was unbelievable. I still don't know how that gun works. Uh, movies. We got a bunch of movies, obviously. Airplane, Rares of the Lost Ark, E.T., Ghostbusters, Risky Business, Back to the Future, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, and Batman. That's one for every year in the eighties that we chose. That's pretty that's a pretty decent selection of movies. Not yep. bad. That's not bad. I would sit down and watch those. We got a, a mixtape made by Downs, which includes Duran Duran, Motley Crue, Rat, um, bunch of other people. Aha is probably on there. Poison. Poison. Cindy Lopper. C- oh yeah. Depeche yeah. Mode. Cindy Lopper and Depeche Mode for sure. We gotta have toys because we all remember the toys from there. We got G.I. Joe, He Man, WWF Wrestling, a big one, the big dudes, and this wrestling album. I didn't mention during music because it wasn't real music. Uh, and that pogo ball. Along with those, we also have Rubik's Cube, a giant old cell phone as well. That's considered a toy nowadays. And, uh, a bunch of cartoons, which I didn't get a chance to write down because you guys mentioned them so damn fast. Um, but let's say it's a, a EP. 
uh, VHS of cartoons, parachute pants, uh, new Coke, where's the beef lady, and maybe a burger from Wendy's, uh, the Golden Girls, all four of them, and for comics, Crisis of Infinite Earths. Uh, are we missing- and a whole collection of TV shows. Didn't I mention TV shows? Oh, you said cartoons, but you forgot Son our a, TV. Son of a bitch. Yeah, we did have a whole bunch of TV shows, like 21 Jump Street, A-Team, ALF, Cheers, Family Ties, uh, Knight Rider, MacGyver we forgot to mention, I think, and uh, Night Court and Moonlighting. Did we miss anything else from the 80s? Like, was there anything else big from the 80s other than uh, most people's hair? <laughs> <laughs> Well, back patches. What are the fuck back patches? What back the fuck patches. are back patches? You know, back- like when you had a jean jacket and you had like uh, the back patch. With well, I had one for Motley Crue. I had one for uh, Judas Priest. Oh, I I remember that. Oh, and right. buttons. Remember the buttons? You have to. That's oh, what I My that. My see those? Oh, those were the identifiers for the police who to arrest first. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. I remember again. the buttons. No, I remember having my jean jacket with buttons on it. And were friendship bracelets, were they invented in the 80s? Were, do you have those? I don't those? think so. I don't think so. But we had Roots here. Roots jogging pants that every fucking person and their brother wore, which you probably wouldn't have gotten in the States. That's a Canadian thing. And, a and, well, and another Canadian thing would be the Club Monaco sweatshirts. Were those? Did you guys have those? Yeah. yeah. We're pretty much putting everything that existed in the 1980s yeah. into yes. this capsule. My house and so, that I grew up in, that's in the that's time right. capsule. And don't forget, another Canadian thing is our collection of throwing knives that we keep on our person at all times. <laughs> and our sled dogs and uh, maple syrup that that's I right. keep in my pocket. That's right. And our, and, our, and our snowshoes with ribbons on them. I think yeah. it's full now. I think the capsule's... Right. Just, we yeah. may not get the door closed. Just about... <laughs> Jump on it. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's a pretty, that's like, we basically just listed everything we like from the 80s and jammed it in there, which is a time capsule for the geeks. Whoever finds this thing, it's going to take them two weeks to get through everything. <laughs> that's right. Open it very carefully. It's going to explode. That like a shaken beer, it's going to explode. What's that smell? Uh, what the hell is that smell? Jesus Christ, there's an 80-year-old woman in here. Help. Oh, my God. Help me, please. She's got VHS tape in her mouth that she's been eating to try yeah. and stay alive. Yeah. Wrap her in those Kettle Creek pants and get her out of there. <laughs> yeah, pour some of this Drakkar Noir over her. Hey, uh, if you're okay here, put these boat shoes on her. <laughs> Hand me that new Coke. She needs something to drink. <laughs> what about that Charlie perfume? Spray her with that. <laughs> okay, guys, I think that's a pretty packed filled uh, time capsule that we've put together for the 1980s. If anyone out there can think of anything that we've missed, which is probably a lot, uh, let us know on our forums, fill it out, make fun of us, and, uh, and, and tell us what you think from the 80s should be in there. So, guys, before we close out for the night, let's go to our Atomic Picks. Atomic Picks. Let's start with you, Mr. Downs. Okay, so I uh, happened to catch a little movie called Easy A. Um, this is, you know, a um, movie about a girl who goes to high school and fucks some guy or thinks, says she tells she's, her friend she fucks this guy and gets a bad name for herself. Very much in the, in the genre of 80s movies like Heathers or um, 
you know, uh, John Hughes movies. Uh, I really liked this movie. My wife and I watched it, laughed our heads off, uh, really enjoyed this movie and thought, you know, it's, it's nice. Uh, this felt very much like an 80s movie, as a matter of fact, when we watched it. Um, you know, uh, uh, a teenage girl in high school who, uh, you know, is a bit of an outcast and has to fight back against the popular kids. Very 80s style of movie. Very apropos for tonight's podcast. Check out Easy A if you like those types of movies. Good pick. Uh, DJ. Uh, two atomic picks for me tonight. First of all, finally got my hands on Futurama Volume 5. That is basically Season 6, I know it doesn't make any sense, of Futurama that recently aired on Comedy Central, but not here in Canada. So finally, we have new Futurama here in Canada. Let me tell you, good stuff. I like any season of TV, couple mixed episodes. I think that at the beginning of the season, it needed a couple episodes to kind of find its legs. But let me tell you, once it gets going, classic, classic Futurama, including stuff like where all of the Futurama cast basically switch bodies or the professor creates a time machine that only goes in one direction. It only goes forward in time. And finally, a visit to Comic-Con in the year 3000 with guest Sergio Aragones. Gotta what? tell you, good, good stuff. So Futurama is back. Uh, new episodes are going to return in 2011. Can't wait for that shit to finally show up on DVD probably in 2012. Thank you, Canada. And my other Atomic pick is Got a Chance to get the first three volumes of the new Image comic series, Chew, C-H-E-W. Holy fuck. This is the next great series from Image Comics. This is awesome, awesome stuff. This is by writer John Lehman. And basically, this is about a, a, a cop named Tony Chu, who is a sebopath. So if you don't know what that is, basically what he can do is he can eat food and uh, basically get feelings of anything that happened to that food. So he can, if he eats an apple, he understands the tree and the pesticides that were on it. If he tastes blood or eats the flesh of somebody, he understands the history of that person. Really, really neat series goes in some crazy places and has a really inventive narrative. Got to tell you the first, if you are, if that sounds interesting to you at all, or if you're searching out a new comic, check out uh, Chew. The first three volumes are available at comic stores or on Amazon or at Chapters. Fun, fun stuff. Christian. Uh, this is uh, Christian from the town of Oakville playing <laughs> his game of Atomic Geek Ketchup. Uh, I, over the holidays, uh, got to finish reading the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World entire comic book series. An interesting little series on its own, storyline and all. You know, Toronto references abound, which and then turned my cue to finally uh, watch the Scott Pilgrim movie. And based on what I read from the comic book, I, I'm really, really surprised uh, that this uh, quirky little independent comic book got made into, what, what an $85 million budget movie? 
Needless to say, I'm glad it happened because the fucking movie was awesome. I mean, granted, it is slightly different than a comic book, and why wouldn't it be? But still, a great freaking movie, and enjoyed uh, listening to the fellas talk about that movie uh, on in podcast form as well. Uh, good movie, uh, great comic book, interesting comparison when I watched uh, the film. And that's basically it. I see. For my uh, atomic pick... <clears throat> Over the over the break, I got out to see a little movie called True Grit by the Coen Brothers. This is a great western. Uh, like most westerns, though, it moves at its own pace. It's a little slower than uh, a lot of movies that are out there, but it is well worth it. Jeff Bridges, Matt Damon, Josh Brolin, and a little girl named Haley Steinfeld put together a fantastic cast. Uh, Barry Pepper's in there as well. Uh, very, very good movie. Um Matt Damon's character is freaking hilarious, and uh, Jeff Bridges really steals the show whenever he's on the air, or sorry, on the screen. Uh, if you get a chance and you like westerns, go out and see it. Okay, that's gonna do it for uh, episode ninety-seven. Um, like we'd like to say, welcome to two thousand eleven from the Atomic Geeks. And as in twenty ten, you can reach us in so many ways. We're on Twitter, of course. We have a Facebook group. TheAtomicGeeks.com is our baby, and on there, our favorite, are the new forums. Get on there and never leave. For everyone here at The Atomic Geeks, this is Andrew Bloom signing off. First episode 97 in 2011. Good night. You've just listened to another episode of The Atomic Geeks. Visit us at TheAtomicGeeks.com. Production by Andrew Bloom. Title track by Don't Look Down. 